Hi, everyone. Welcome to Refine and Grow with Justin and Lindsay. My name is Lindsay Allen. And my name is Justin Euler, and this is your podcast for proven strategies on navigating and managing work life. So last episode, we talked about grad school, which I thought was a hopefully a helpful conversation for you. And Lindsay and I both learned a lot from our respective experiences today. We're going to finish season two talking about when you should leave your company, when you should say goodbye. For folks like myself, that's a decision that's fraught with anxiety. For others, it's much more of a transactional relationship. And so it's easy for them to leave, particularly if their driving motivation is money or even title changes. I don't want to disparage that. I think there's some good reasons to leave for financial considerations and also to leave for opportunities to take on greater responsibility. But I think it can become extremely transactional. I would say that's generally not a good thing for our culture, our society. But having said that, we do want to talk about very good reasons to say goodbye to an organization. Lindsay has said goodbye to at least two, I think, consulting firms in her career. And I I made a departure from the military and then I made a departure from my prior firm to my current firm. And those transitions were very difficult for me emotionally, but very glad I made both departure decisions. And it wasn't just what I was leaving from, it was what I was going to. And I think that's a really important concept that I'll lead the conversation with. When you are making a decision to transition either from a job role in your existing organization to a new job role, or you're going to leave that organization entirely, my encouragement to you would always be to leave based upon what you're going to, not what you're walking away from. Now that assumes relative health. Like if you're in an abusive situation, you have an abusive boss or a company that's unethical, or you're in a very toxic work environment and you just need to get the heck out of Dodge, I totally would encourage you to do so. If you've done everything you can to make that situation work, or it's just toxic, it's impacting your physical, psychological, emotional well-being, you need to get out of there. But if you're in a healthy situation, if you're in a relatively healthy organization and every company has its downfalls, every organization has its downfalls, its failure points. But if you're in a relatively healthy situation, know what you're going to define your transition based upon where you're heading, not based upon where you're leaving from. And U.S. military, lots of great things, lots of downsides. My former company, so many things I loved about it, so many things. But strategically and from an executive leadership perspective, we're really starting to go sideways in my personal yeah, view. Yeah, not in common. <laughs> we do. What led me to the next opportunity, what led me from the military into consulting was more about what I was going to get. And it wasn't all financial. In fact, when I left the military and went to consulting for the first time, when I made that transition, it was a $30,000 pay cut. It was significant, significant material impact on my family. And at that point, even at my top end in the military, I was making well under $100,000. Then you take a $30,000 pay cut. But I was making a decision that I felt would be long-term financially beneficial for myself, but more importantly, long-term beneficial for my marriage, for my role as a parent, as a father, and frankly, just wanting to settle into a community and have some rootedness was really important for me. So it was worth it. And over the life of that decision, it is 100% paid off. <laughs> Lots of anxiety waiting for payday in my first couple of years in consulting. Like, I hope that check gets here now, but it's paid off in the long run for sure. And then my transition from my first consulting job to the company I work for now, yes, there were some strategic 
challenges and the firm was definitely going in a direction that I saw was going to continue to diminish and devalue the type of work that I did. But what really got me out the door was going to work for a former leader who was really trying to rebuild a services business inside of a product company. And to me, that was really compelling. So it was more the opportunity to go work for this leader once again, to build a new consulting practice inside of services organization, and more importantly, to help that services organization really to advance and mature. And that's been one of the best decisions I've made. And yet I had worked at my prior company for 12 and a half years. I had tons of interpersonal relationships, lots of social capital, very connected. I knew how the company operated frontwards and backwards, or so I thought, okay. and I could function well. So I was stepping into a new world, lots of new opportunity, but also fraught with risk. But ultimately I was moving towards something, less leaving something and moving towards something. And to the first kind of point we wanted to touch on really had an opportunity to learn an opportunity to build a net new practice, learn how to exist in a new type of organization that functioned slightly differently. It wasn't a pure services organization driven primarily as a product organization. So the opportunity to move was tremendous. And it was about what I was moving towards, not what I was leaving. Though some of my decisions were actually detrimental financially in the near term, over the long term, it's paid off in spades. Yeah. Let me see. I want to say 17, 18 years into my career and on my fourth job. Which is low. That's low for this day. Yeah, I know. You know, my experience was the first job that I got was the job that I could get. We just talked about going to grad school or not in the last episode. And I said, you know, I went straight from high school to college to graduate school. And then when I was 23 with my graduate degree and applied for jobs, I was told that I was overqualified for entry-level positions and underqualified for positions that required master's degrees. So I just needed a job (laughs) and I did move up within the company, but I always felt like I wasn't really learning from anyone else. It was a nonprofit. And so nonprofit, they don't have the time and the resources to really evolve their operations. I was sort of a subject matter expert in how the operations run from the processes to the technology, to the customer outreach, all of that. And I set all that up for them. I loved being the one who got to solve the problems and I loved being the one to train people on those solutions, but I saw a big gap in where I had the ability to learn. And I also felt like being a program coordinator and manager for a nonprofit, that wasn't necessarily where I saw myself. So for me, a few of the big things that signify it's time to go is I don't have opportunities to learn here, or I'm trying to use a different set of skills than I can in the role that I'm in. You know, I'm boxed in a little bit. I can't fully try out all of my skill sets and do all the things that I had planned. So those were really the reasons that I left that first job. And the second one was the consulting firm with Justin. And I worked on a project where I was working very closely with the executive leadership team. And I was in like the middle to lower end of the org. And in working with them, they were transforming our company. And I realized this new strategy they were deploying, and it was the human resources group about how to manage and motivate people was not at all what I thought. And yeah. I started to go, mm, uh-oh, <laughs> I need <more laughs> values and goals to align to the leadership of the company. Otherwise, we're probably not a great fit. And yeah. Justin was talking about, I think it was the episode we did in this season about whether or not you should take the call from a recruiter. Right. Yeah. And Justin was saying, you know, you need to think about what are your top four or five things you're looking for in a company. And if the company that you're working for is not hitting them, 
it might be time to look elsewhere. And for me, having really good people I can learn from and a leadership team that I'm aligned to are top of my list. And so it was really interesting because when I decided to leave that consulting firm and work for another one, it was top of mind for me that I wanted to work for an organization who really put the emphasis on their people. And I interviewed with an org who said all the right things. But as I got into that organization, I realized and recognized that in fact, that was their elevator pitch for their company and not the experience that I was having as an employee. And as yeah. I talked to other folks in the company, I didn't share my opinion. I just asked open-ended questions because I thought maybe I'm not getting it. Maybe I'm missing something, but they had the same opinions when I asked folks for their opinions on, you know, do you think that they really put the emphasis on the employee being first and that everything revolves around them? And as long as your employees are happy, your customers would be happy, which is what they were telling me, but I didn't see that in action. So again, I recognized this is probably not the right fit, but there were times at all of these organizations where I was happy, I felt like I was learning, I felt like the role was the right fit and that I was in alignment with leadership. But I had a really difficult project or a really difficult client or stakeholder or project manager that I was working with. And I would just feel exhausted and tired. And that's when, and I think this also came up, Justin, in the um, when to engage with recruiters discussion. But I think that's when you had said to me, hey, when you're in those moments, that's not when we make the choice yeah. to leave or stay. Yeah. Yeah. Make it a rational decision, not an emotional decision. That's right. And so I think it's really important that people recognize you need to be able to ask yourself a few questions. Well, you need to be able to articulate what the top three to five things are that you're looking for in an orc and whether or not that's a fit with the company that you're currently working with. And if it's not a fit, why? You need to be able to recognize when you're feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or something has changed at the company that is causing you stress and anxiety, and that's why you're feeling like it's not a good fit versus it's time to leave the company. You need to recognize, are you the smartest person in the room? Are you learning from other people? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not learning from anyone, there's no more to learn than maybe that job ran its course, and it might be yeah. time to start looking elsewhere. So those are my tips for recognizing when it's time to take a step back yeah, and start going, looking elsewhere. And for me personally, I think Justin already gave the caveat. This is not for if you're in an unhealthy or toxic environment, like then right. get out, right? But for me, I like to be empowered in my career. And so I would tell myself on those days where I felt overwhelmed or stressed out, but I choose to be here still. I'm yeah. choosing this path to be here. I'm choosing to rise to the challenge work through it, and then reflect on whether or not this is the right company to stay with. But I would ask myself every few months, I would do a little bit of an exercise where I thought about, I reflected on what I'd been through, what my goals were, what my promotion path was, and if I still felt like it was a right fit. And if I felt like, yes, then I would push myself for the next, you know, three to six months until I had that next check-in. I did it every three months, but you could do it once a year or once every six months. And it really made me feel like I was in control of my career. It made me feel like I was empowered. And if I said no on one of those three-month check-ins, I felt like, okay, so over the next three months, I'm going to start thinking about and reaching out to learn about which companies do align. And I like to give myself the time and yeah. space to make sure that I find something that's the right fit. So just deciding to leave and, you know, the next day putting in your two weeks, you're opening up yourself to a potential regret. I would say like an 80% chance that you could regret that. 
But if you're checking in with yourself regularly, it's something that's always at the top of the mind. I'm choosing to be here. This is the role and the job and the company that I've chosen. And you're checking in with yourself to see how happy you are. And if your goals are still aligned, you'll give yourself enough time to get out before you start to feel the negative attitude and you're not able to you know, because some people, they stay too long and they start saying things that don't help their reputation or they burn a bridge when they leave. And so I think you have to get really proactive about checking in with yourself and about recognizing when it's potentially time to go, the amount of time and effort that you'll need to make sure that the next place is the right fit. I think also you you really want to consider about how well you leave. I tell folks who are coming to me from other organizations, they often have some trepidation about how much time they need in the transition. I always encourage them to take as much time as they need to make that transition, unless I'm facing a really tight boundary and then I'll negotiate with them. But I always tell them how you leave is going to tell me how you're going to treat me as an employer, Mm. right? So how you treat your last employer is going to help me to understand what kind of expectations I should set. Yeah. For how you'll treat me. So I always let folks know like, hey, I want you to leave well, leave well, leave with your reputation intact, give folks the time they need. And if you need more time, let's talk because it's going to give an indication to me of what I can expect from you. The corporate world is not that big, especially as you move up in your career and you start to focus on a particular industry or a particular discipline, or a particular functional area. And Lindsay and I live in the Seattle area. We can't tell you how many folks have gone between Microsoft, Amazon, T-Mobile, and (laughs) Starbucks, maybe with a sprinkling of Boeing. Right. right? In fact, I have a- Costco. (laughs) Yeah, or Costco. I have a colleague right now with whom I work. We work for a New York City-based company, but he is one of the few colleagues I have in the Pacific Northwest. And he has worked for all of those companies. He started at Boeing and then he at different points in his career was at Starbucks, Microsoft, to include consulting at Microsoft for another company. So I say all that to say the corporate world is very small. It can be hyper-regionalized, even if you're working for a Fortune 100 company. And if you're in a particular discipline or you're like Lindsay and I in the consulting world, even if you work for companies that are based clear across the country from the company you worked for prior, the chances of you running into folks, it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of crazy. And so there's a self-preservation technique, which is just leave well for no other reason than you're going to run into these people again. And you never know when that's going to happen. But there's also just the altruistic moral argument for leaving well, which is it's the right thing to do. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Leave with some dignity. Leave with some respect, even if it's been a challenging situation. And do the right thing. Walk out the door with your head held high that you left having transitioned knowledge well, having transitioned your role well. If you have customers or clients, having treated them well in the transition and walk out the door knowing that you did the right thing. And I think there's some personal benefit from that. There's some professional benefit from that. And altruistically or even in a self-interested way, it's the right thing to do. You never know when you're going to be recording a podcast with somebody that you worked with in the past. (laughs) Right. Just really quickly, I was telling Lindsay, so I have a brand new colleague who's based in Atlanta. I'm based in Tacoma, Washington. He's been working for our company three months. I've been working at our company three years. We're now on the same team together. We're actually helping to innovate components of our business together. And he kept referring to the fact that he had done work at Delta Airlines. I was like, man, I know a guy. I remember a guy who was a VP on a project I worked on 
nearly 10 years ago. And Lindsay and I worked on the same project. And I'm like, I remember a guy who kept telling us about how he worked at Delta. And man, the work sounds like the exact same work. And so I just brought it up to him. I said, hey, I had this colleague who used to consult at Delta. He helped them build their website and their first app and their loyalty program, yada. And he's like, was he blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. And so here's a dude I just met. We've just met in person for the first time. I haven't worked on that project in almost a decade. It was for a completely different company. By the way, the project I was on was down in Florida at the time. So completely opposite corner of the country, the continent from where I'm at. And here I am eight years later, and here's this prior individual I worked for on a project. I'm now colleagues with a former partner and a very dear friend. <laughs> so you better believe that the minute I got done sharing that story and we got done with our work day, my current colleague was texting my former colleague and saying, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm working with Justin Euler. What do you think of this guy? So crazy, wacky dude, a little story just to say like, man, it's a small world, leave well, build good relationships while you're there, do good work while you're in a place, but also depart well, because you never know when you're going to be working with those folks or working with colleagues of those folks in the future. Right. If you've worked really hard to build up a strong reputation, but you depart in a bad way, that's the lasting impression the last thing folks remember. It almost undoes all of the hard work you put in previous. Yeah, totally. So our summary is make sure that you've got your list of three to five things that are most important. Yeah. Be tracking those. And remember that it's a small world. Leave with dignity. Yeah, absolutely. That's all for today. Don't forget to head out to our website to download the tips and tricks worksheet from today's episode, download case studies, subscribe to our podcast and newsletter and more. And tune in next week for an all new episode. Thanks for listening.